This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast on this New Year, people. How's everybody doing tonight? Sit down, relax, let's have some fun. Trying to change things up a little bit this New Year. I got Laura Hope and the Arctones performing their song, Dr. Bartender, for my new theme song this year. What do you guys think? This is a really good song, so if you want to go check out more of Laura Hope and the Arctones, hit up iTunes. All their stuff is there, and their stuff is great. But like I said, it's the new year, it's the new you, it's what's going on, it's what's hip, it's what's happening. Why am I talking like this? Anyway, so, as usual, like we start with every episode, we gotta start off with the drink of the day. So, today's drink special, you know what? I was wandering through a liquor store the other day and I ran across a bottle that I haven't seen in a while. There's no reason for it, Uh, it's just I haven't been looking for it, but it always catches my eye when I do see it. The liquor I'm talking about is, about is called Hypnotic. It's a really cool blue bottle. Anyway, you know it when you see it. But this drink that I'm going to be talking about today is called the Sleeping Beauty Cocktail. What you'll need is Hypnotic Kinky Pink Liqueur Vodka Lemon Lime Soda. Now, how you make this? In a shaker with ice, pour Hypnotic, about an ounce, two ounces, shake well to chill, pour that into a martini glass. Rinse the shaker and pour the kinky pink liqueur, vodka, lemon-lime soda, about equal parts each, and stir it. Then layer the pink layer over the blue layer carefully. Sounds pretty good to me. I mean, uh, you probably have that citrus flavor. I have no idea what kinky pink liqueur tastes like. That's a new one to me. And you got your vodka and lemon-lime soda. It's probably pretty fruity uh, taste, but I don't really know. That's why I need your help out there, people. I want you to take that recipe over to the local bar, your local bar, or the bar that you work at. You try it, get one of your customers try it, and give me a review. Send me an email, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com. And I'd love to hear your feedback on these drinks that I'm telling you, and good or bad, I'd love to hear, man, I sold a ton of these, or there's a guy that just went blind, and uh, he walked out of the bar, and we never saw him again. I'd love to hear stories like that. Probably because I'm a sick, twisted bastard once in a while. Uh, But I'm seeing help. Trust me. But anyway, people, you know, it's after the new year now. This is my first, uh, well, technically second episode, but this is the first episode, full episode of Hey Bartender Podcast for the new year. And you know what? I got a lot of ideas going on in my head and I could really use some feedback on it. So if you're listening to this on iTunes, Remember to leave a comment uh, and rate my podcast. I would love to, you know, whatever comments you have, I'd love to hear from you guys. But like I said, it's uh, past New Year's, and uh, you know what? There's one thing that I forgot from my bartending days is how crappy the first day, or January 1st, the night of January 1st, uh, bartending can be, because... Everybody went out and partied probably a little bit too hard the night before, and nobody has any money. Uh, you know, it's that meme that you see all the time where they go, Woohoo! It's Happy New Year! Where's my W 2? And 
So, you know, they lived it up that night and they might have overdone it or embarrassed themselves and they feel like they should lay low for maybe a day or two. So January 1st, yeah, it that that night bartending can be really slow. I, uh, In fact, I remember one January 1st, it was practically dead. I had no dinner customers that night, but I got some really, really late customers. Didn't make a lot of money, but they were cool people anyway. I, wanted, I was just talking to somebody just recently that was telling me that their work where they bartend at, and so it's a uh, Indian, Indian casino. They said uh, that New Year's Eve is a blackout day. And I kind of puzzled and looked at him and I said, what do you mean by blackout day? And they said, blackout days are those days of the year when the boss says, do not call in sick this night. Otherwise, you won't have a job the next day. I'm, I said, oh, it's one of those busiest nights of the year. Everybody has to show up type of thing. And they said, yes, absolutely. And so uh, to all you bartenders and servers that uh, braved working New Year's Eve, you know, congratulations to you guys. I hope your customers were awesome to you. I hope you made some good money, made a few friends, made a few memories, possibly took a few pictures uh, for incriminating evidence. Hey, come on. We all do it. That's what uh, camera phones are for nowadays, aren't they? But we don't need to talk about that right now. We, you know, what do, what does everybody start thinking at the first point of this year? That's right. New Year's resolutions and New Year's resolutions for bartenders and servers can be good, can be bad. Meaning that there's a lot of people out there, their first thing that they sit back and think is I got to get healthy. I got to work out. I've got to uh, better myself, better my diet. And, you know, sometimes for a bar, that doesn't work out too well for us because automatically fatty foods, drinking, deep fried foods, that's completely off the your customer's menu. And most most bars, so there, there are quite a few bars actually nowadays that have uh, catered to the people that are vegan, gluten-free, or, you know, uh, all that stuff, or can't eat carbs. Uh, they cater to that sort of thing, and, you know, good for them. Uh, but, you know, when, uh, people also want to clean up their act, and it always leads to alcohol. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. And, well, yeah, I do. I mean, yeah, alcohol is the inspiration for the world's worst decisions ever made. Probably some good ones. I haven't found those out yet. If you know any good decisions that were made through alcohol, besides Rick and Morty, um, email me, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com. But you always have that customer that says, I'm going to clean up my diet and I'm going to exercise more. Okay, the first customer uh, is that person that actually follows through with it. They join a gym, uh, whatever local gym they can possibly find, and they decide, I'm only going to drink certain times of the week. I'm not going to drink every night like I have been doing for the last six months. But, you know, just social drinking. Don't, you know, don't buy anything for the house. Just when I go out with friends and then they realize a little bit later, I haven't been to the gym in three weeks and I go out with my friends every night. Uh, okay. New Year's Eve is pretty much, uh, my New Year's resolution is pretty much lost. Flush down the toilet. 
And you got this other guy that says, I'm going to eat better and I'm going to work out. And pretty much you notice the only thing that he did to eat better and work out was uh, parking his car maybe another one or two spaces away and switching to Coors Light instead of Budweiser. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I guess, does that count? But uh, us as bartenders, resolutions, uh, they kind of come and go. They're, uh, I've heard, well, when it comes to New Year's resolutions, majority of my uh, coworkers, they say, hey, what's your New Year's resolution? It says not to not have a New Year's resolution. I would say that just because that's the only resolution that I know I can keep. But yeah, because I... You know, I wasn't going to start going to the gym because I knew I'd stop eventually and be like Chandler in that episode of Friends. I want to quit the gym. And, uh, you know, eating better. Well, how do I do that? Because I uh, I work in a bar and sometimes I get busy and chicken strips is the only salvation that I have. I don't have time to sit down and have a burger. I don't want to eat just salad. Nothing wrong with salad, but I I just can't just eat just salad. I got to have something, some sustenance with it. Usually uh, salad, uh, I, you know, that that's like me telling myself, this is your prelude to a steak and or or a large plate of pasta and, you know, meats and carbs, you know, uh, a lot of people try to avoid all that sort of thing. I really don't. And I think it's fine. My life uh, really isn't that bad. Doctor says I could lose a few pounds. Sure. But then again, n- next year, the book's going to change. And then he'll uh, say, oh, your blood pl- blood pressure and your weight's fine. Don't even worry about it. Doctors are like that. But what is my resolution for this year? Uh, you know, it's not. I'm not going to uh, commit myself to something health conscious because, truthfully, uh, the job that I have right now is pretty uh, uh, physically demanding. I eat okay; could be a little bit better, but uh, you know, committing myself to health uh, health things, you know, that just usually never works out. But the things that I do want to commit to is better this show. I'm going to just uh, come out. And tell you people, I want this uh, podcast to be uh, even better than it was last year. Now, in order for me to make it better than it was last year, I would like your help. If any of you bartenders that are or servers, you can uh, bartenders, servers are like uh, would like to have a soundbite on this show. All you have to do is pick up your iPhone, set it up to like record a voice message or something like that, and Either send me a video or send me a soundbite of you, where you're at, what place you work. If you're even more adventurous, send me a video of you or a soundbite of you of a, uh, telling about talking about a drink that you make, because that would be great. I want more guests on this show. I uh, because there are hundreds, thousands of bartenders and servers out there, and we all have awesome stories to tell. And it's uh, it would be an honor for me to get you guys on this show. That's what I want for this new year. Musicians, too. If you're a band out there that wants to get a little bit of exposure, my podcast right now, 
is very modest following, but I'm hoping to make it bigger. Just send me, uh, send me an email with your song or, uh, a link to get to it and I'll play it on my show. I love supporting, uh, independent artists because let's face it. MTV sucks nowadays. So does the radio. Okay. Okay. Let me take that back just a little bit. I'm tree. I'm telling you uh, guys this story. Uh, like I used to tell at the bar all the time, the radio plays music. Like it just the pop, uh, the really, really popular stuff. I mean, the astronomically popular stuff. Uh, if I want to listen to stuff that isn't mainstream, I go to the classic rock station, but even the classic rock station seems to play the same artists all the time. Uh, the radio station, there was a radio station where I used to live. It, they used to call it the Aussie station. Cause it seemed like at the top and bottom of the hour, they were always playing Aussie. And then there was another station that like the top of the bottom of the hour, they always seemed to be playing ZZ top and uh, don't, don't even talk about top 40 radio because uh, whoever the hot topic of that, uh, of that week, month, whatever, they get played on the top and the bottom of the hour. I mean, uh, I'm sure there was a lot of songs that people quickly got sick of this year or last year because it got overplayed and it just radio saturates you with that one big hit is I now maybe that's a way for them to get you to constantly listen is just to hope to hear that song again, but they got to space them out a little bit more. Come on MTV. Uh, I used to tell people at the bar this all the time. I have been mad at them for years, all because of one thing. It wasn't because that they uh, of all the reality TV and stuff that was easily ignorable. I never watched Jersey Shore. I never watched the hit the Hills. The yeah, I think that's what it's called. Uh, uh, I never watched any of the reality TV shows. Not a big reality TV fan, but. Uh, the thing was, uh, in 2008, the Live 8 performance, does anybody, if, oh, I, I was about to ask, does anybody remember that? Not like I'm going to see any hands come up. This is a recording. But the Live 8 performance, it was a uh, big concert benefit uh, for Africa. It happens every few years. And they had performances going on in England, Philadelphia, uh, like uh, a couple places that that's the only things that I can remember right now. It's been too long. And I would, I kept the TV on MTV uh, while I was working just because, Hey, you know, it's a benefit concert. It's uh, got a lot of musical acts on there. You know, why not have it on? And, you know, I, it was kind of fun watching Will Smith do his thing on stage, I've never seen him do a performance uh, live, uh, but you know, to watch him do "Summertime," yeah, you know, that was an old uh, grade school favorite of mine. Uh, to watch him perform the Fresh Prince of Bel Air theme and to have every single person in that audience of thousands sing along with it or sing it for him—that I that kind of thing always uh, takes you know takes me aback. You know, I I'm just like. That's what makes me wish I could be a musician so things like that can happen because that is has to be epic for every performer out there. But late that night, Pink Floyd was on. Now, I'm not 
talking about just any Pink Floyd. I'm talking about the original members of Pink Floyd had gotten back together just for this benefit. They, I guess they still hate each other, but they all agreed, hey, this is for a uh, good cause. Let's do this. And all the original members of Pink Floyd got back together. And I was standing there at the TV going, oh my God, they actually got them. That David Gilmore is actually getting along with everybody else. This is incredible. And they're playing comfortably numb. Oh my God. And then right at that epic guitar solo uh, point in Comfortably Numb where David Gilmore just starts to play, all of a sudden the announcer says, let's cut to footage from earlier of Destiny's Child. And I went, what? They were about, they skipped over David Gilmore's solo in Comfortably Numb for Destiny's Child? Are you kidding me? And then I stood there, mouth gaping open, and I uh, I was just like, they actually did it. I don't believe it. And uh, I and then all of a sudden they had the balls to say, uh, as you're watching Destiny's Child, Destiny's Child hasn't performed together for over three years, and I was like, but Pink Floyd hasn't performed together for twenty. What the hell are you guys doing? And so from that day on, I, well, from that second on, I turned off MTV. I, uh, I was like, okay, that's enough of that. I think I turned it over to VH1 just so I could still have uh, some music going, but I, I've been mad at MTV for that ever since. And I had some friends that tried to, uh, you know, try to talk me down a little bit. Cause I was so mad about that. And they said, you know, MTV MTV's demographic really isn't Pink Floyd. It, you know, they listen to Destiny's Child. You know, and I was like, but it, that was a musical historical moment. Okay, well, maybe I guess you're right. Then I started reading all the trades, uh, Rolling Stones, R and R, all of the music trades out there, who said exactly the same thing I did. They're like, where does MTV get the balls to? cut off Pink Floyd right at the guitar solo of Comfortably Numb. And I was like, oh, okay. Maybe I'm not the only person that's, you know, a little biased on today's music. So that made me feel a little bit better. Oh, what the hell am I doing? This is a bartender podcast, and I just went on a 10-minute rant on uh, why I hate MTV. Of course, it happened on the night I was bartending, so uh, it kind of fits. Hopefully you guys understand that. Maybe that's my New Year's resolution to finally get that off my chest. I've been uh, pissing and moaning about that whole MTV thing uh, since 2008. And uh, now that I've uh, expressed myself to the public, I can finally stop talking about it. Maybe next year I'll stop talking trash about Leonardo DiCaprio. You know, you don't know. But when it comes to uh, New Year's resolutions inside a bar... Things uh, just don't seem to work out. I've always noticed with a lot of my customers because the customers make these promises to themselves that they're going to be a better person, they're going to be a better spouse, they're going to do this, that, and the other thing. And ultimately, well, it's not just bar customers, it's everybody. You slip up once and you think, well, that's the end of that New Year's resolution. 
well, you know, you make one mil- one little mistake, get back on the horse, try again. And, you know, it's, you know, you got 365 days to try to improve yourself. You know, one little mistake isn't going to derail the whole situation. But, you know, the whole New Year's resolution thing, it's making a promise to yourself that you're going to try to do something that year. And, you, you know, you got plenty of time. Unless they're an idiot customer who actually makes their life that much worse. I mean, I there's this one customer I had that they were going to be a better spouse. They were going to stop eyeballing it or going to strip clubs. Okay, it was a dude. I'm, uh, I'll just say it because uh, a lot of these podcasts, I try to make it as androgynous as possible because it could happen uh, to both a man or a woman. But this this was a dude. He said he was going to stop eyeballing other women, going to strip clubs and whatever else that he didn't reveal to me, which I really didn't want to know because I knew his wife too. But he said in a drunken stupor, he says, I got to be a better person. I I don't deserve the wife I have. I've got to treat her better. I've got to be more respectful. And I just looked at him in the eye and I said, yeah, you do. Because she, yeah, I thought she was a really good looking woman and she would have absolutely zero problem getting into another relationship if she decided to leave him or he decided to leave her. Of course, you know, that happened a lot in the bars. Uh, I'd see these couples that absolutely don't look like they belong together. I mean, that's being very judgmental. I mean, you see this uh, one guy, he's got tattoo sleeves, piercings, and, uh, you know, whatever else is going on uh, in his uh, going on in his head. And he's married to a very conservative woman. Relationships confuse the shit out of me. It's probably why I'm not in one. But the whole idea uh it's like it it just confused me but hey it's love what are you gonna do but this uh back to the original guy i was talking about yeah yeah they were a couple that i wouldn't expect to be together or you know wouldn't if they if i was there before if i knew them before they started the relationship i never would have thought they're gonna get together uh but you know they got together and they were happy for a few years. But like I said, the guys uh, had uh, what's uh, bad uh, issues isn't really a good word. Uh, he just had a wandering eye. And in a drunken stupor, he realized that he was being stupid. He's I've got a beautiful wife. I got to stop doing uh, going to strip clubs. I got to stop doing this. I got to stop doing that. And then he says, bartender, can you help me? And I go, no, because I don't want that kind of responsibility on my back. Uh, You know, being a bartender, you want to be helpful to your customers. You want to be nice to your customers. But I never felt that I should be the person to help them with their real problems. I mean, oh, sure, I'll sit there and listen to their problems. But if they're trying to make a New Year's resolution to not cheat or not gamble or something like that. I don't, I'm not going to be their babysitter. I don't want to be. I'm okay. 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 The, uh, there's, there was one guy that, uh, but he, he was a good friend of mine. 
he had a gambling problem and it, uh, because we had video poker in our bar. So he had this, uh, had video, uh, a gambling problem to the point where he would get his paycheck that day. And unfortunately by the end of the day, his paycheck was gone because, uh, he was just really into video poker and, you know, I'm not judging him in the slightest because I had the same problem for a little while. So he turns to me and he says, okay, I got to quit gambling. I'm, I have no money. I'm going nowhere in my life. Uh, please, will you help me? And I said, you know what, dude, I'll do the best I can, but ultimately you're the person that's going to beat yourself up the most by the, uh, by the end of the day. Uh, so all I can do is just go, Hey, stop. Uh, I'm not going to unplug the machine. I'm not going to drag you off the machine. I'm not going to flash a picture of your dog, or, you know, to remind you of something special uh, that you need money for. I'm not going to do any of that. I'll just walk up to you and say, are you sure you should be doing that? And that's pretty much where, uh, where it stood that that's where I stood on it. And he, uh, without my help was able to, uh, straighten himself out and stay away from the video poker machines. Truth being told, I had a little bit of fun with it. Uh, I said, you know, just walking up and say, are you sure isn't really working? So we're going to try some negative reinforcement. Anytime I see you sitting there playing the video poker machine, I'm just going to punch you in the shoulder. And he agreed to it. And I maybe did it four or five times. And, uh, then I got bored. I just, stopped helping him but he eventually did get himself to stop playing because he realized he was broke and uh fortunately for him he was uh still fairly young still living with his parents but then he also realized that he uh had no money to do anything else it was just got the paycheck can i bum a cigarette from you uh you know Hey, can, uh, can you spot me 20 bucks and I can pay you back next week? No more of that. He's, uh, he really turned his life around. That wasn't due to a new year's resolution. He just knew he needed help, but it does all of a sudden make me beg the question. When somebody says my new year's resolution is to, I don't know, something simple. Well, not simple, but to lose weight. And then they turn to the person next to them and say, you've got to help me out and make sure I don't eat junk food or any unnecessary snacks or anything like that. Is it truly your responsibility to do that? I mean, sure, you're sitting there thinking, well, as a friend, I should support my friend. But then it becomes your responsibility and and not so much on them. And then you, uh, I've done it. Uh, I'm not saying that I've never helped out a friend. I, uh, I used to help out friends, customers all the time, but it some, uh, somehow when they, when they put some kind of responsibility, I'm not saying, uh, like things like helping them install something in their house, fix their car. I'm not saying things like that, but when they're on their way to self-improvement, I sit back and, uh, and they ask for help. I can only help out a little bit now because back in the day, uh, which was a Wednesday, by the way, uh, back in the day, they would ask for help. And then if 
they fell off the horse for whatever reason, they would turn to me and go, what the hell? I thought you were going to help me. And I became the person to blame. I was their scapegoat, their reason why they failed. And uh, I didn't like that. And so it just, I won't say it made me less, uh, made, made me want to help people less, but just made me more careful about who I'm going to help. And nowadays, you know, you know, people come up to me and say, uh, I can't, uh, I, I can't go, uh, drinking every night. I, uh, you need to help me. And I, I just turn and look at him nowadays and dude, that's all on you. I got, you know, I got nothing for you. If you want to go out drinking, you go out drinking, you need the self-control. But everybody always seems to seem, well, they always seem to think they've got to do something that's uh, to improve their life. But they, it always seems to be some kind of negative effect type of thing. It's like, I need to quit drinking. I need to quit being a bastard. I need to quit being judgmental of other people. That's one I really need to work on. But I'm not going to. But, uh, what, you know, a New Year's resolution... Can you know some of these customers should try something fun? Because every, every once in a while, I'd suggest to some people uh, a couple uh, resolution type things, and they sit back and say, "What should I do for my resolution this year?" And I just turned and looked at him and I said, "You know what? Most of last year, you talked about taking a cruise. I heard you th- say." Uh, talk about Carnival. I heard you talk about Royal Caribbean. Uh, you were interested in taking your family on a Disney cruise. I've heard you talk about cruises dozens of times. This year, take a cruise. That's your resolution uh, from help from your bartender right now. And so he's just like, yeah, that's an idea. And, you know, it wasn't uh, something too drastic, something he could do. Uh, you know, all he ha- and I said basically all you have to do, call travel agent. This before everybody used uh, the internet to do it. Call travel agent, find out how much it costs, and then start setting aside the money, or put it on the credit card and then make payments on it. And uh, lo and behold, I think it was that following September when he finally got the money together and him and his uh. Wife, they left the kids with the uh, kids with the grandparents, took a cruise to the Bahamas, and you know that was probably I don't know if he remembered it is uh, me telling him that's your New Year's resolution you're going to go do that, and but you know talk about a happy guy when he got back from his cruise he achieved something he got to do what he wanted and it felt good. Another bartender told me about a something that along those lines. This guy, he, he was sitting there and he says, "What am I going to do? Uh, you know, this year, let's see. Do I want to travel? Do I want to uh, do this? Do I want to do that? Do I want to uh, train myself to be able to run the decathlon?" Or and uh, the bartender told me this. I got an easy one for you. Go talk to that girl over there. So what girl where? The girl over there that you uh, talk to every once in a while. I can tell she likes you. You like her. Go over there and talk to her. And he's like, oh, 
uh, okay. I guess he was kind of the shy type, but the bartender finally just, you know, basically threw it in his lap saying, go get it. And the guy went over and talked to the girl and they went on a few dates last I heard. Uh, it's been a long time since I've heard anything about that. They could be married or a restraining order might be involved for all I know. But the point is he accomplished it. It can be your new year's resolution can be a bunch of a uh, bunch of small things or one big thing. That's totally up to you. Now, as bartenders and servers, we might sit back and think, I'm going to be friendlier to the customers. I'm going to pay off some of my debt. I'm going to stop uh, peeing in my boss's coffee mug. You know, that's, you know, those are easy resolutions for all of us. And there was one resolution that I made to myself. Uh, where I took $10 out of my tips all the nights that I worked and uh, threw uh, it in a big water bottle. And it was $10 in quarters because, let's face it, a whole bunch of quarters in a big water bottle looks cooler than throwing $10 bills. Plus, they're easier to get out. But I every night I bartended, which is five nights a week, I'd take $10 of my tips, throw it in, uh, uh, throw it in my big... Uh, big bottle and uh i didn't make it the whole year made it close i think i'm uh maybe saved up about 800 bucks uh before i decided to spend it on something but that was a cool resolution and it was just kind of an easy mindset where i was sit back saying okay the money's there i don't need it ten dollars every night that's money that i'm not going to miss easily so we'll just, you know, set that aside, try to forget that it's there. And try, and if I do absolutely want to take it out, uh, it's uh, it better be for a damn good reason, because I got to take all those quarters over to the coin star and then you know, or the bank and it's going to be heavy. But uh, yeah, I saved up eight hundred dollars in quarters just uh, just as a resolution and. Yeah, uh, that was cool. Anyway, let's uh oh shoot. Uh let's go to a commercial. And of course, advertise a bartender podcast. Enjoy. Just want to remind you guys if you want to get your hands on any Hey Bartender Podcast merchandise, head over to HeyBartenderPodcast.com and you can find my blog, you can find some drink recipes and pick yourself up a t-shirt help support the show by buying yourself a hey bartender podcast t-shirt today next up we go to my musical guest for this episode uh from seattle washington uh found these guys on bandcamp.com here is wildcat rose with their single lost on a desert highway Highway, veering off a desert road, 
From the Wildcat Rose EP, that was Wildcat Rose with their song Lost on a Desert Highway. If you want to find out more about them, head on over to bandcamp.com. That's what I do. You can find more information on them, get their information on their Facebook page, Instagram, and even their website, wildcatrose.com. Go check them out. So it's almost time to wrap up the show, and I just want to remind you guys, New Year's resolutions don't have to be difficult. They don't have to be extreme life-changing. Just try to figure out a way to better yourself or make yourself happier. That's all you really should do. And when it comes to your customers, helping them out with their New Year's resolutions, do what you can, do what you feel like, but don't make yourself responsible for their well-being. That's something they got to deal with themselves. So that leads us up to last call, people. Last call for alcohol. Okay, bartenders, I want you to uh, think about this for a second. When you yell last call, is there an asshole that's all the way on the other side of the bar that holds their hand up and says, hey, hook me up? You know what? You Make your New Year's resolution to tell their, that asshole to walk their ass up to the bar if they want something. Don't just scream for their beer. Jeez. So, anyway, I'd like to thank Wildcat Rose for letting me use their single Lost on a Desert Highway. If, uh, just remember, you can find them on Bandcamp.com and download all of their music. They're great. Hey, guys, if you want to be on the show or you want, want to add something to the show, send me a drink recipe 
or whatever, just email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com. I'd love to have you on the show. I'd love to talk about you. I'd love to talk about your bar. Yeah, let's have a little bit of fun. I want to hear some of your stories. Just remember, email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Give me a five-star rating, won't you? And leave a comment if you want. I'd love to hear any kind of criticism that you guys have. Remember to visit us on the Facebook page where I post goofy memes constantly. Uh, Instagram, same thing. Uh, both of them are Hey Bartender Podcast. Uh, visit me on Twitter. I do original things every once in a while on there. Find out when the shows are coming up. You can find out pretty much anything you want through all my social medias. You Facebook, Instagram, it's Hey Bartender Podcast. Twitter, it's Hey Bartender PO1. And don't forget to visit the website. Help support the show by visiting the website and pick yourself up a t-shirt if you feel like it. That's at www.heybartenderpodcast.com. But as usual, this show must come to an end because I start to ramble on about nothing after a little while, which is pretty common when I walk uh, walk behind the bar. Change subjects constantly. It's weird. But... As usual, I just want to wish all of you bartenders and servers out there working hard for everybody else. Lots of love, lots of sex, and lots of happiness. Don't take any shit from anybody. Good night. Felt so good, I had to blow.